We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, this is Dirk Nowitzki, and you listen to the MAPS Step Back Podcast. TK. I like this, TK. I like that. Yes, yeah, the Mavericks, all about action. Don't do no acting, no Samuel Jackson. Dirk get the ball, you know that it's magic. Post move deadly, yeah, get tragic. Look with the ball, yeah, get nasty. He'll drop 30, don't gotta ask him. Luka with the step back 30. Oh, yeah! Boy, Chris Stabs, looking like Dirk and Nash in the gap. They just want to ring, want to fill the gap on your team head. I ain't talking heads, dang, I relax, still at the champs. Defense still coming with the calibers flow. The math's the best on the flow. I'm wild, but yeah. How's it going, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Math Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host and Dallas basketball on SI colleague, Matt Galatson. Matt, how you feeling today? Pretty good, man. That was a... Uh... Fun game last night. It was a very fun game. Oh, yeah. It was a classic. Classic. Uh, you know, the Mavs, they they had the late game on TNT, so uh, I'm still a little tired. We, we <laughs> Normally, we would have uh, recorded right after a game that was ex- as exciting as that one was, but uh, after doing the recap and everything, it was past midnight. I was just like, nah, we'll just <laughs> – we'll collect our thoughts, get a little bit of rest, and come back on here today. Uh, and just recap the game a little bit. So, yeah, the Mavs, they go into Denver. Uh, they were down by nine at halftime, only scored 43 points in the first half. Looked really sluggish. Looked like the altitude was getting to them, especially Luka. Uh, and then in the second half, Matt, they exploded for 66 points. They scored 33 points in both the third and fourth quarter uh maxi kleba he hit a huge three-pointer to put the mavs up two with a little over two seconds left and then uh nikola Jokic uh hit an impossible 
fadeaway shot uh, over the outstretched arm of Willie Colley Stein at the buzzer to send it to overtime. And uh, then the rest is, is history. The Mavs went on in overtime to win uh, 124-117. Luca, he was extremely clutch down the stretch. Uh, hit a couple of really nice three-pointers. He sealed the win with 33 seconds left in overtime. Mavs were up three. Uh, they just had a, a really good defensive possession on Jokic, and then they came back down, 33 seconds left. He had a step back mid-range from about the free throw line, swished it, put him up five, and then put the finishing touches on it with a couple of clutch free throws after that. Uh, Luca, he had 38 points to go with, let's see, 13 assists, nine rebounds. Almost had another triple-double. But, Matt, this is the guy – this is the guy that was in everybody's uh, MVP talk in preseason. Uh, this is what we were expecting to see from the jump. Obviously, he wasn't in the greatest of shape, but, I mean, man, he looks amazing right now. And the Mavs, uh, they're back to 500. Uh, they're four and, let's see, yeah, four and four. And they've won – four of the last five games that Luca has played in. So uh, really encouraging stuff. Our guy, Willie Colleystein, he had another excellent game in his second start of the season. Uh, just locked up Jokic when he was on him. Jokic ended up with a really impressive stat line himself. Uh, but, you know, he missed 17 of his 31 shots taken, and that was in large part uh, due to Willie Colleystein's defense. So overall – Really, really exciting game. Like I said, it was a classic. Uh, it was good to see the Mavs uh, shake out of their first half funk. Uh, Josh Richardson, he had a 0 of 7 shooting first half, and he wasn't it wasn't great in the second half, but, man, he came up huge in overtime with a, a transition dunk and then followed by a clutch three-pointer uh, that pretty much sealed the, the deal for Dallas. So, what are your overall thoughts from this game? What do you like, and what do you like going forward from here? Uh, I just want to point out one thing before I really get going. Um, I'm the one who called for – I just want to remind everyone that I'm the one who called for uh, Luca to win MVP before all the odds <laughs> came out. So that's, that's true. You were very, very early to that. I, I just want to throw that out there. It's very early in the season. Um. But just to remind everyone, we'll go back and find the episode if we need to. Yeah, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just like a, a good thought on it or anything. It was like an actual prediction. You said he's going to win it. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought that uh, that we were all just using Dwight Powell as a scapegoat, Dalton. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that, that that is not the case. I know some some people have tried to uh, have tried to twist that you know, and say that Powell's the scapegoat, but I mean, obviously, it's only two games, but you can already see the difference. Uh, I mean, Willie Collystein's not just his individual defense, but the way he plays within the system. Uh, we already knew he was versatile, and. Like I, I put it in our recap on DallasBasketball.com last night, but not just his defense on Jokic, Matt, but when they were switching in the pick and rolls, 
he was handling Jamal Murray extremely well. He gave him trouble in the second half. Murray was like non-existent in the second half of that game. Right. So uh, it's kind of amazing what happens really when you put in a guy who, you know, hasn't had an Achilles tear, who has defensive instincts. You know, I mean, we'll we'll be honest. Willie Cauley Stein is a more talented athlete than Dwight Powell. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, that, he's a more talented. He has he had more raw basketball skill than than Dwight Powell. I mean, that's why he was selected as a lottery pick coming out of Kentucky. Right. So the talent and the tools are there. He just spent the last however many years in one of the worst franchises in professional sports in Sacramento, and they didn't develop him the right way. Maybe after some time in Dallas, he's finally found something. And it seems, at least over the last two games. Yeah, I mean, and look, even even when uh, his brief stint with Golden State, you know, he was good there. He couldn't help it that he was on a team that uh, had lost Kevin Durant, uh, lost Clay Thompson, Draymond Green was out a ton last year. So was uh, Steph Curry. I don't even think uh, did Steph even play last year. If he did, it was very few games. Barely. So lost everyone. So he got a change of scenery, you know going from Sacramento to Golden State, which he admitted when we interviewed him on the podcast uh, not too long ago that, uh, you know, the culture and everything was good for him to experience there. But, I mean, it it just wasn't what he's experiencing now. And even last year he showed flashes, but he admitted to us that, you know, he didn't get enough run or he didn't get enough run with Luca as what he wanted uh, to try and establish some chemistry. And we're seeing the results now, Matt. I mean, I've said it all along. You you take athletes, just versatile athletes, and pair them with Luca, and good things will happen. So, well, uh, that's true to an extent, sure. But also, a lot of what Willie did last night had nothing to do with Luca. He was fantastic on the defensive end, and that's something that Dwight Powell, even before his surgery and injury, could not have done. Right. Dwight Powell could never have defended Jokic that way. Could never have switched out onto Jamal Murray or any of that stuff. And yeah, that's what's even more important to me than what he does on the offensive end, it's because they haven't had that in so long. I can't remember the last time they had a big that could do that to to Jokic, right? Or to any offensively talented big. Now and look, like in in limited minutes. In limited minutes, Dwight Powell can still be effective. I think it's when – because, like, he only played 10 minutes in that game last night, and he was fine in those 10 minutes. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't overexposure. Uh, he wasn't a, you know, a net negative in the bot score. Uh, he only had three points. He, he shot uh, – well, hold on. No, he had seven points. He was two of two from the field. Uh, hit all three of his three free throws, uh, and he had a steal but no rebounds. But, you know, in very limited spots, Dwight Powell can be useful as a reserve if needed. But, you know, I, I just think this was absolutely the right call uh, for Rick Carlisle because, like, you look at Willie. He only had one shot, one shot attempt, and he made it. It was at the very beginning of the game. Ended up with just five points. So, I mean, offensively, you can do stuff like that. I mean, that's not going to hurt you as a team with the effort he's giving on the other end of the court. And he had nine rebounds. He had an, uh, one assist, a block, a steal. 
uh, stuff that just doesn't show up in the box score. I really like what I'm saying. I mean, the, the potential is there. And now, you know, when KP comes back, which is really soon, you know, it could be these next couple of games when he comes back. I mean, what do they do now, Matt? Because they're having such success with this starting lineup. Who goes to the bench now, Kleba or Willie Collystein? Kleba. I think Kleba. See, I I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know because ideally with this lineup, you'd it's like to have – It's very difficult because KP really hit his stride last year when they were playing him at the five. Right, which is what I'm thinking. But – do you really want to take Willie out of the starting lineup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so it, 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 it's very difficult. They're probably going to have to experiment a little bit. And look, as long as, as long as Willie's still getting minutes over Dwight, I'm fine. I don't really care with yeah. the way they go, but I wouldn't put Tim back into the starting lineup because I think he's, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, he wasn't great last night, but he showed, you know, recently what he could do coming off the bench in that role. So I I would keep him there. I think Rick, I think Rick's going to start using uh, THJ as like a, like a microwave. He's going to microwave bench score. He's going to kind of like test the waters and see, you know, how he's playing. Cause you know, last night he was coming off an eight of 10 uh, shooting from three (laughs) in Houston and then uh, last night, you know, it was three of 11 from the field, uh, three of eight from from three, and uh, only played about 24 minutes. And Josh Richardson finished out the game uh, instead of him at the end. So I think it's going to be like a – he's just going to kind of gauge how things are going, Rick will. And, you know, if THJ is hot, he'll ride with him. And, you know, if he's cold, he'll try and go somewhere else. But – yeah, uh, and look, it it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like the way that um, that Jamal Crawford used to be used and that, that Lou Williams is used. You need that guy coming off the bench that can just light it up sometimes. Yeah. So. And look, just going back to the, to the KP coming back thing, I think they could make it work. Like, say – Okay, say they do bring Maxi off the bench and they leave Collistein in the starting lineup. I think you could do it to where KP plays the four on offense, but then you let Willie play the four on defense because I think I think Willie's more capable of doing Maxi things on the perimeter. You know, being able to stay in front of smaller guys like we saw with Jamal Murray. Uh, a couple other players that, you know, switched onto him off of a screen last night. But if the, if they could work out something like that, I can see how it would work. Uh, now, the other the other thing, though, is, you know, can, can Willie consistently get you nine, ten rebounds a game, uh, you know, if he does stay in that starting lineup? And what does KP do there? Because Maxi, he's been huge getting boards lately. And he's shooting – Let's see, he was three of five from three last night. So I'll have to check what his new percentage is, but he's shooting nearly 50% from three this season. <laughs> like, yeah. he, he's he been really good. Uh, so 
I don't know. They'll have to experiment with that a little bit. I'd be fine. Like you said, I mean, if, if Kali Stein is still getting minutes over Powell, even if he's coming off the bench again, I'm fine with it either way. I just uh, – I don't know what they do there. That's a tough situation. But, I mean, it's a good problem to have for sure. Yeah. Uh, Maxie's shooting 48.4% from three. I just looked it up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's That's crazy. I don't know if that's sustainable. I mean, probably not sustainable, but it looks like he's he's fixed some things with his shot, and that's good. I mean, maybe you leave maybe you leave Maxi in there. I don't know because I mean he's he's been, despite not scoring very much the last couple of games, he's been very effective. Plus fifteen against Denver, he's like plus twenty I think against yeah Rockets or somewhere around there. So, and look, it may it may be more uh, matchup matchup dependent because. You know, like if they play the Nuggets skin and you have KP back, then I would rather start Kali Stein over Maxi and have him, you know, take take Jokic because he just defends him so well. You know, uh, really long, athletic, just gave him problems all night long. And like I said, uh, you know, Jokic, he still had a monster game, you know, stat-wise. He had a 38-point, 11-rebound game, but – he was only 14 of 31 from the field, and uh, a lot of those losses, like at least uh, losses, a lot of those missed shots, at least 10 of them, uh, came with Willie Collison guarding him. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's really – it'll be really interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, and like I said, Tim Hardaway Jr. coming off the bench, I think that's going to end up being a really good role for him. Uh, your guy, James Johnson, he was really good in just nine minutes of play. He went three of five, hit one of his two threes. Uh, I like the way his shot looked last night compared to how it was the last couple of games. So I think he's another one of those guys that can be good for you, but I think it <laughs> it can be really easy uh, to have a guy like that be overexposed if you keep him in there too long. We've seen it a little bit with Tunnel Vision. Uh, we've seen it with Brunson a lot, too. Uh, but just moving on to another topic here, Jalen Brunson and our guy Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter, he pointed this out earlier. Uh, and I had to look it up, but he, <laughs> he, he tried to say, don't look it up, but try to guess. Out of all the Mavericks that shoot at least five field goals per game, can you guess which one – shoots the highest overall field goal percentage. And Matt, it's Jalen Brunson. <laughs> you know, as frustrating as uh, as he can be at times, you know, with, with his tunnel vision and, you know, he's not your, your typical point guard as far as his passing abilities, uh, at least on most nights. But uh, he's been pretty solid to the start of this season. And I think at the very least – uh, some of these guys are showing that they do have trade value. And I'm not saying, I mean, uh, this team has looked good the last two games and they could rack up a, you know, a ton of wins uh, going from here throughout the rest of the season. But, you know, looking forward, uh, I think you have something there if a trade opportunity does come up. So what do you think about Brunson so far? I absolutely agree with using him as a trade piece. I think that's a fantastic idea. Um, I don't know. He's, he's frustrating for me. 
obviously. He'll show some good things. He'll show some bad things. He'll piss me off. He'll make me happy. But at the end of the day, it's it's, it's nice to have someone, as, as much as I complain about him, it's nice to have someone who can handle the ball coming off the bench as a point guard. Um, you saw how difficult it was for them last year when they didn't have that. So as frustrating as he can be, if they use him as a trade piece, they need to get someone back who can still do that. Um, you know, I like Trey Burke and everything, but he's he's more of a five foot ten two guard. I know he's not five foot ten, but you yeah. know what I mean. So <clears throat> you need someone who can run the offense off the bench. Yeah, and, and there there was a that's sorry, but if they trade him, maybe that's James Johnson. I don't know. Yeah, but it's you need you need that guy right now. Yeah, I mean, part of the problem in the Mavs playoff series, which um, a lot of that, you know, had to do with lack of shooting and Max, he had a horrible series and it looks like he really took that to heart and put in the extra work uh, uh, this offseason because, I mean, man, he looks he looks amazing. And he looked he has upped his three point percent three-point percentage every single year since entering the league in 2017. It's gone up a couple points every single year. Uh, he was near 40% last year. And like you said, right now he's at like 48%, and it looks sustainable. So uh, props to him. But another problem the Mavs had in that playoff series was lack of secondary playmaking. Yeah, you had Trey Burke, and he was your he was your microwave bench scorer in that series. But – He's not a distributor. It was all of that responsibility fell on Luca's shoulders, and there was a there was a probably a four or five minute stretch in that fourth quarter where Rick Carlisle put Brunson in the game with Luca, and just having another guy, you know, even if he's not the best distributor, just having another guy that could drive to the rim and get past people. Uh, you know, he had a couple of floaters and everything. Having that kind of um, offense from your point guard or playmaking ability is huge for Luca. It takes pressure off of him. Uh, I'm not saying it's sustainable, but uh, it was nice to see. Support for the Mavs Step Back podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever had an accident down there, it's not the best feeling in the world. It can get in the way of a lot of more important things that you have going on and make things uncomfortable. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 in the UK. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. 
They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Let's get that bush to tush clean. Get 20% off free shipping with the code LUCA at manscaped.com. Make your testies their besties. Get 20% off free shipping with the code LUCA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code LUCA. Your balls will thank you. Hey everyone, before we get into today's pod, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everybody the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As a part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. All right, and uh, then another thing from that game, Matt, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Josh Richardson, he had an atrocious uh, shooting night, especially in the first half. He ended up, you know, going 5 of 15. It was 0 of 7 in the first half. Uh, The Mavs were tied with the Nuggets at 114 apiece with two minutes left in in the overtime period. And Willie Collistein, he had another really uh a really good defensive possession on Jokic uh and then or maybe that was in the four I, I don't know anyway Richardson he had a dunk at one point but then in overtime with two minutes left uh, he had a really nice sidestep uh past Jamal Murray he hit the layup and then you know 30 seconds later he hit a huge three-pointer off an assist from Kleba uh so it was nice to see him have a bounce back uh, offensive performance in the second half and in that overtime period. And then, you know, he's always going to give you a uh, great effort on the defensive end too. Overall, the Mavs just have, you know, really good switchability on defense and, and stands right now. Uh, this team is a top five defensive team in the league. So I don't know, you know, I don't know if that's sustainable, but that's what it is right now, and it's really fun to see. Yeah. Um, Josh Richardson's offense will get more consistent, I think. Um, I think he's he's still getting used to playing with Luca and all that stuff. Like, we've seen flashes of him being great and not so great. But I think one thing about the offense last night and how the first half was a little rough was a little rough. I mean, I think people forget that playing in Denver is a little bit different than playing anywhere else. 
Yeah. You have to get used to that altitude. And I, I think that probably played a role in the first half. They looked a little bit, you know, a little bit off. Some points they looked a little bit tired. So, and but, but, they, but they played through it, and that's what counts. And I think that's what happened with Josh Richardson. I mean, he was 0 for 7 in the first half. He was 5 of 8 in the second half in overtime. Yeah. So I think I think that also played a huge role. But Josh Richardson's the second best player on the team until KP comes back. Right. So which should be soon. Plays well, uh, you know, we we don't know exactly when he's coming back, but I imagine it's going to be sometime in the in these next three games. And you know, just looking forward uh, tomorrow, Saturday night, they they go back home and the Mavs take on the Orlando Magic. And the Magic, they just – they cannot catch a break when it comes to injuries. They've started this season out, you know, really hot. Uh, let me see here. They are – they're 6-2 and two so far this season. <laughs> but in the, in the last game, they lost Markel Fultz to an ACL tear that ended his season. Uh, and they're already missing Jonathan Isaac, who gives the Mavs fits every time he plays against them. So, uh, they have a real opportunity to get over 500 – uh, on Saturday night against the Magic. And then Monday night, they'll play the New Orleans Pelicans, who they're currently battling for the top spot in the Southwest Division. Uh, and then they'll play the Hornets again uh, on Wednesday next week. So they'll be looking to get some a little bit of re- revenge there. But I, I fully expect KP to come back in one of these next three games. Uh, Rick Carlisle has hinted at it. He said he's ready. Uh, you know, as far as, you know, health-wise, he's just, like, getting in game shape and getting some more practice time under his belt. And overall, I think the Mavs are in a good spot, given how they started out uh, the season one and three. And they've bounced back, and they're four and four now with back-to-back really big wins on the road against the uh, the Houston Rockets and the Denver Nuggets. So, good times ahead, and we can't wait to keep recapping these these games and each step of the season, you know, as the Mavs continue to do special stuff, but Matt, anything else you want to add before we take off here? Um, no, I mean, I, I'm very impressed. We talked to, we talked a little bit about um, how this team was inconsistent in our last podcast and how they needed to be able to string more than one good game together. Well, now they've done it. Um, so I'm excited to see what the next, you know, if they can keep it going and what the next step is, what the next step in the right direction is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you know, last season I mentioned it uh, last week uh, on Twitter, but last season the Mavs also started out really rocky. You know, they started out six and five. They had a couple of really, really bad losses to the New York Knicks. And then, you know, once they got their footing underneath them and, uh, they had they were completely healthy and everything. They rattled off ten wins in eleven games. So <laughs> mm-hmm. we're hoping for that kind of stretch uh, right now. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, but guys, look, we appreciate you coming in and listening every week. And uh, we've been trying to do more of these uh, game recap pods. We won't do it for every game, but you know, especially after games like last night, we want to come on here and, and give our thoughts and analysis of what we saw. Uh, but we appreciate it. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite platforms. Go to our Mavs Step Back Podcast YouTube channel. Subscribe there, too. And if you li- listen on Apple Podcasts, you know, give us a nice review there. It really helps us out, uh, and we really appreciate it. So, 
Guys, y'all have a great weekend. We will see you sometime next week. Y'all have a good one. Take a step back, reminiscing about the old days When I hooped outside with my friends and drunk that OJ Crossover doing step backs in a pair of J's These days I'm about my chips like a bag of Lay's I ain't lying when I tell you people ain't the same How you real when you say your soul for the fame Do anything for a dollar I'ma stay patient cause I know God promised me a lot of Looked up the Dirk and MJ instead of blue collar Excited at the idea of being a true baller Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.